0: Hi there. Thank you for connecting with me and subscribing to the Living the Sky Life podcast. I hope that the content of each episode brings you hope, connection, and some valuable takeaways. The Special Needs Parenting Village is large, so you should never feel like you have to travel this journey alone. Please connect with me through my website, Facebook page, or Instagram account, and let's keep this conversation going after each episode airs. If you are enjoying the podcast and are listening on Apple iTunes, please leave a rating and review. Or share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for tuning in to season two of Living the Sky Life. Today's guest on the podcast is a very special and extremely busy lady. Cheryl St. Aubin is not only an advocate for her children on the spectrum, but she advocates and spends countless hours of time on the internet, on social media, supporting other parents that are um, on their own autism journey with their children. So I want to introduce Cheryl a little bit more thoroughly. Cheryl St. Aubin is an autism mom that resides in Florida with her husband of 14 years, Matt, and she is the mama to three beautiful, socially unique children. Cheryl is a writer and a blogger. Her writing has been featured on Finding Cooper's Voice, Filter Free Parents, Her View from Home, Love What Matters, and Cafe Mom. Since her special needs journey began, she has spent it building awareness and educating others about the autism spectrum. She spends her days homeschooling her youngest son and connecting special needs families all over the world in supporter group for Finding Cooper's Voice, Coop's Troop. I have linked up the ways you can follow Cheryl and her blog um, on the show notes, so please enjoy my conversation with Cheryl St. Aubin. So I'm pumped for my guest today on Living the Sky Life, Cheryl St. Um, We met, gosh, I don't even know how long it's been since I've been a member of um, Coop's Troop and Finding Cooper's Voice, but um, you are like Miss Coop's Troop. <laughs> like you're all about all everything that's happening. Um, you're Kate's like right hand. So, um. I'm just, I'm thrilled to get to talk to you this way today. Um, I know a lot about your life, but I don't know a lot of people that, that maybe do know all the ins and outs. So I'm anxious to, to dive into all of it. So welcome. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having me. It's an honor.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks. Um, so you have three children, beautiful children, um, and your diagnosis story for your youngest Finn, um, is a little interesting as far as how the whole family kind of plays a part in that. So I'm just yeah. gonna kind of let you take us take us on that journey of <laughs> the autism diagnosis in the uh, St. Aubyn family.
1: <laughs> um, I always call it a backwards journey. So um, Finn at 18 months, we did the M chat and um, I remember filling out the form and um, instead of saying like, yes or no, I remember thinking maybe, sometimes, um, he used to, (laughs) um, and it really started to make me think, wait a minute. I don't think that those are supposed to be the answers in my head. And, uh, you know, I talked to my doctor and he didn't, he didn't have language. He wasn't saying mommy or daddy. He was saying a couple words, like he was saying go all the time. And, um, he was saying a couple words and stuff like that. Now in hindsight, I'm not really sure if he had words, if he was, echoing or if it was scripting already um we'll never know um, but he um i remember the doctor was like well he's the third child so sometimes you know the siblings speak for them or you're doing everything for them so mm-hmm. we're gonna give it till 20 months and i want you to really really not do anything for him he didn't point he didn't you know he was pushing me around for everything or pulling me um and so yeah, 20 months, they were like, Yeah, um, I think you should get an evaluation. Um, I think he might have autism. And I remember just thinking, really? Like I didn't even, I guess I just didn't know a lot about autism. Mm-hmm. You know, I think like many, you think about the stereotypical hand flapping. Finn has never flapped, not like yeah, Skyler either. Um you know, rocking in corners and doesn't really rock, you know, things like that. So, um, and he was a super happy baby, um, super happy toddler. Um, I would just say that he had like this gradual regression and he would just lose engagement, like almost like zoning out and then coming back and then zoning out and coming back and then just gone. Um, Just one day, just like, didn't respond to his name, didn't know we were in a room. Um, so by the time we did the early intervention, um, like they came in, it was pretty obvious. We did all the testing. They said, yeah, he needs early intervention. Um, and so that, that was pretty much it. I mean, everything was early intervention, ABA, um, you know, diagnosis at two and a half. It was severe autism right from the start level three. And then as we, got further along in our journey and I learned a lot about autism and dove into autism, you know, rolled up my sleeves and was like, <laughs> all right, let's do this. Um, all the kind of questions that I had about my older son um, and just the way he interacted, socially interacted, communicated, things like that, started um, having light bulb moments. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I told my husband, I thought autism, um, Lana was, um, also on the spectrum my husband denied it probably for about a good year I was like nope no nope, no nope. um because he talked um so yeah. it's confusing um he went to school he you know nothing like Finn and um but no at eight he got diagnosed level like between one and two basically they said um but Landon is different Landon it's social emotion um, communication like you know, how was your day? Fine. Um, you know, can you elaborate? No, (laughs) you know, how do you feel? I don't know. Um, a lot of that, um, he's a rule follower, um, struggles, social play, like open play, things like that. And, um, we even believe that Liliana might be on the spectrum too. And so we've just been diving into that. Um, Liliana's 13 now, Liam's nine. And, um, she got an inconclusive diagnosis last year, the first time we took her, and now we're into our second eval. And um, through the second evaluation process, we've just we've they've determined ADHD. So now we have ADHD, both types, and um, anxiety and depression. So we're there right now, and we're still they're they're diving deep. So um, because I don't want her to be misdiagnosed either with anything mm-hmm. and. Um, I want to be sure, but she definitely, um, socially, um, you just have to be in a room with her. So, but she, you know, she can hold her own too. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's really kind of confusing,
0: but yeah, we just have a (laughs) A house full of (laughs) all kinds of levels. You know, oh my gosh, that's gotta be a challenge. So Liliana, Liliana, she goes by Mm -hmm. Lily, right? Yeah. She, um, is 13 right now. Mm -hmm. Landon is nine and how old is Finn? Six. Okay. Gotcha. So you, you've talked a little bit about, um, your, in your blog, um, which is three little birds, which is Mm -hmm. awesome. I love your blog. Um, you're very open, like most, most bloggers about everything that's happening in your life. Um, you talk a little bit about some of the communication challenges with Finn and how he scripts. So Mm -hmm. for people that aren't familiar, Skylar has never done that either. Mm -hmm. Um, what, what is scripting and does he only script certain things um, or is he scripting all the time? So can you kind so, of walk through yeah. that a little bit?
1: So scripting for me, first of all, I think is one of the most fascinating things about his autism <laughs> yeah. or anybody's autism. Um, the ability to memorize all these things. Um, I, I don't even know how he does it. So he memorizes TV shows, um, YouTube clips, movies, um, anything he hears, basically, and he repeats them. And um, some people will consider scripting as a stem, which it is, um, where um, he's regulating, um, and he, he also acts out scripts, so he doesn't just say them. He also acts out an entire, he can act out an entire five-level video game in front of you and take an hour and literally go from beginning to end. He's acted out Boss Baby with Liliana verbatim, <laughs> where he's Boss Baby and she's the brother and they go back and forth. Like It's really fascinating. I and mean, there's nothing in front of them. They both do that. They both have incredible memories. Um, and then there's also how he uses it in communication. Um, So I always tell a parent, you know, if you have a kid who scripts, they are communicating with you. They are telling you something. You just kind of have to pay attention and listen to what they're saying. So it used to be verbatim, he would script exact. Now he kind of changes his scripts for the moment. He will fit in other words from our situation and use the script. But um, like an example is when he was angry, I used to always know when a meltdown was coming, because he would use this Christmas Mickey Mouse script where uh, Goofy and his nephew are arguing over whether there's a Santa Claus or not. And no, there's not. Yes, there is. No, there's not. Yes, there is. And anytime he scripted that, I always knew. I knew a meltdown was coming. I knew he was angry about something. So it's like that. It's like he can use a script to show me how he's feeling, but not mm-hmm. tell me how he's feeling. Does
0: that make That's sense? so interesting. I was going to ask you that question. Like, it, is there a different was there a different memorized set script for, for different emotions? So Mm -hmm. obviously frustration or anger was the Mickey mouse one. And is there one when he's really excited about something that he would script?
1: Yeah. I mean, anything, anything Sonic or anything. um, Like right now he's into gummy bear and chicken dance. And um, so uh, story bots, um, those are like his happier ones. Uh Uh, Yeah.
0: That's neat. So the difference between scripting and echolalia is, mm-hmm. is it vastly different or like um, what I understood echolalia is that, you know, you would say something like, look at that, look at that car. And then all day they would just be, look at that car, look at that car, look at that car for you know, like no apparent reason, just yeah, saying sure. a sentence that they heard.
1: Echoes is usually either like they might say one word or they might say the last word that you said so like say look at your look at that car they might say car, 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 Um, they may it may be for something right there in the moment, or it might be something that they heard three days ago or three Mm -hmm. hours ago and they're repeating a phrase that they heard um, that can also be from you know, a script that they heard too. So, but um echoing a lot of times in communication is like, if you're asking a question, instead of them answering the question, they're echoing the question back to you or they're echoing part of that question back to you. That gotcha.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So besides scripting then, does Finn have other forms of communication? I mean, how do you know what he's hungry for or what, you know, if he doesn't feel well or, you know, just anything at all, how is his language- so we
1: went, I mean, we we went through the whole journey of language. We went from nonverbal to signs to pecs to labeling to um, prompting. So, you know, I want, and then he'd fill in the blank to asking him, you know, three words, saying the whole thing. I want ice cream. Um, he didn't even point until it was four. <laughs> he, he could say he could fill in the blank before he could point. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know to explain any of that. Um, And then um, he could read before he could talk to us. He could read books before he could talk to us. Um, He's a peculiar little child. Like some of the things don't make any sense to me, but they're, um, you know, that's just him. Um, I always call it splinter skills. Um, I think a lot of people assume autistic kids, people can't do things, but I think all autistic people have splinter skills. They're amazing and really, good at some things and some things they literally just can't do it's very Mm difficult for them so
0: it's sadly it seems like um it's their body that you know kind of causes a lot of that I know for Skylar I mean I can only speak for him but um he the pointing was an issue for us and it still is and Mm -hmm. I talk about that sometimes with his spelling like he has to raise his finger to touch the right letters and coordinate his eyes and all of that and it's so hard for him he's still has such low muscle tone and low energy in his body when he has to do a task. His body has a ton of energy when it's redirecting itself to like stand up every after every other letter. It's like he cannot sit down or he's hitting or he's banging walls or he he just cannot control. Um, I guess I'd say they're internal tics. He doesn't flap. He doesn't walk on his toes. He doesn't do any of those things. But I feel like with him, it's all inside of him. And like, it's just itching to get out in whatever form he can get it out. And it seems to be banging and hitting and, you know, just making circles and laps in the houses. he gets it out. Right. I don't know. Does Finn have any behaviors like that or oh, anything? Oh, yeah. yeah. He doesn't sit still.
1: I mean, he has anxiety, ADHD. He just does not sit still. And he bangs on everything. Like we have a door to our bedroom and he literally just banged it into the wall. Like the oh, doorknob is yes. in the wall. Yep. And uh, my husband loses his mind with it, you know, When he's like, stop banging on the door. And I always tell my husband, just let him bang on the one door. It's one hole, <laughs> like, yeah. let's not add to the seven other doors in the house. Let's just let him keep banging on the one. Um, but it's a script and it's also a stim. And it's, you know, he, um, he seeks sensory as sensory processing disorder. So a lot of his is seeking that proprioceptory so he's you know looking everywhere to seek it he's jumping and he's twirling and he's you know crashing into things and he smashes his head into things and you know a lot of people think you know doesn't that hurt apparently not to him I mean you know and he hits things and um so yeah I mean we have a lot of that type of behavior. So where he's seeking it all day. So I completely understand. Like I, I saw the video <laughs> of him, you know, banging, you know, walls and stuff. I was like, yup. are just, just like,
0: loud. And you know, and like your husband, I mean, there's definitely parts of every day, especially the weekends are the hardest. Cause you know, we're here, like it's like sleeting out right now. So we can't obviously go anywhere, anywhere. Or like take a walk or do anything. But um, yeah, I'm the, like, I'm the first to go stop hitting stop banging. You're driving me crazy. Right. And he just looks at me sometimes and he'll just get this little smirk on his face and he just keeps doing it. So part <laughs> of me is like, are you doing this to seriously irritate me? Or are you doing it because you can't help it detention. and you need to do it? Like it feels good to stimu- you know, stimulation on your hand to open right. hand hit and whatever. I'm like, it just is annoying. You- <laughs> back and forth. Me. <laughs> like it's a detention seeking behavior. Maybe. Yeah you know, or is he just need to do it? Maybe. Yeah. Well, how, how does that affect your other kids? And I mean, I know how it affects you and your husband because it's probably like all of us, (laughs) you just lose your patience every once in a while, but how do um, you know, Landon and Lily handle that? I mean, sometimes uh, kids are amazing at tuning it out and like my daughter just raised in a room and she doesn't come out until he's in bed or whatever. Like (laughs) she'll pop out for meals but um, she just can kind of tune it out. And then other days she's just like, I am I, sick of living like this. I hate this. It's so yeah. loud in this house. So, I mean, I don't know what to say. I feel horrible. So First if you of all, guys, can we just
1: touch on that whole thing? Like nonverbal autism is not quiet. <laughs>
0: like it, no, it wasn't that's quiet not what it means. <laughs> when he didn't have
1: words. So, like yeah. that's not what it means. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but with um, with Liliana, she was older. So, um, she was nine when Finn was diagnosed. So I, I kind of just describe our journey as, um, me and Matt kind of took two different roles. I was the mom who rolled up her sleeves and dove into autism and just, you know, went right for it and found out everything about it and tried to help my kid and then kids. Um, and my husband was not, I don't know if he was in denial per se, but he struggled a lot. Um, He struggled to connect with Finn. He was the never guy. Um, He's never gonna talk, get used Mm. to it. You know, he couldn't have the hope um, and he struggled with the behaviors. And so like, I always say Lily emulated me and Lannan emulated Matt Um, and nobody's right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, The grief process is completely different for everyone. Um, that's one of the things that I had to let go of is, you know, my husband had to grieve the way that he had to grieve. Like it was his own process. Um, I always say I kind of skipped denial because I didn't have time for it and just dove into all the other ones and ebb and flow in them now. Um, but with Lily, she has just been great, um, for the most part, but I also think that, that she's paid a price because of it. Um, because she didn't really talk about her true feelings about how she was dealing with it. And I think often she's in the middle of um, Finn and Landon because Landon and Finn struggle a lot. Um, For a long time, Finn didn't know Landon was in a room. And then uh, now Finn wants Landon's attention. Finn longs for that connection and Landon doesn't really want it. Um, Landon is resentful and um, angry a lot um and rightfully so and it's the same thing it's you know I validate Lannan's feelings and my husband's feelings just as much um but it's not easy to watch it's mm-hmm. um it's a very um unbalanced home life sometimes in that respect because I wish we could all just be on the same page when mm-hmm. we aren't always and so sometimes that makes Lily and Lannan fight um, but Lily and Lannon are super close. They've always been like best friends. And so I'm so, so grateful that Lannon has that with Lily. And um, I'm so grateful that Lily is super understanding. You know, she knows how to handle a meltdown. She knows how to, and I'd say Lily is Finn's best friend. So um, so they have a great relationship, just not all three together, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does. You know, it's it's on the one hand, it's so great that she's is- so helpful and understanding and um you know to you and and to your husband and to help you guys out with things and meltdowns or whatever's happening but you know do you feel like this is how I feel with my daughter I like do you ever feel like um you worry they're going to be resentful or you just feel horrible that they had to they didn't have to but in a sense they kind of had to grow up faster than other kids their age you know when I was single um single mom, I remember, you know, telling my four-year-old kind of like, Hey, could you run and grab me a pull-up? Like I was in an emergency uh, situation with Skylar in the bathroom. And I'm like, can you please, I I don't have anybody. (laughs) I need need an emergency pull-up. Can you run and get me one? And she's like in her little four-year-old voice, like, yes, mommy. And she'd run and help me. And I'm like, this shouldn't be how it is. You know, like she shouldn't be doing these things. She should be playing. And, you know, I mean,
1: even the other day, you know, she, um, You know you want to be the parent for your child you know that's the way it should be Mm -hmm. um but even the other day finn um who is aggressive and i'm very open about it had a really violent um episode with me and um she came in to check on me and um you know she's like mommy are you okay and i'm like and i always tell her i'm fine i'm not you know and um and, uh, you know, she's bringing me Advil, you know, I didn't ask for her, she's bringing me Advil and water and, you know, she's like, I'm sure your head hurts and, you know, oh my gosh. And, um, and I looked at her and I said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, this is how your life is. And I'm no. sorry that you feel like you need to take care of your mother and, and not like, it, it shouldn't be this way, Lily, you should know that, that it should be me taking care of you and that this isn't your job and mommy's fine and, mm-hmm. you know, like just trying to reiterate that she does, I don't want her to feel that kind of responsibility and she's dealing with her own stuff, you know? So, um, it's just, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of the anxiety and depression stem from all of that. I mean, I'm not blind yeah. to that at all that, um, you know, I worry that Landon's going to go down that road too. So, um, yeah. it's hard for our kids. I, I think they're going to be all of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. wonderful and compassionate and all the things that a lot of people say about siblings, you know, of special needs, but I am very honest about how it affects them.
0: So, I mean, those are are all great things. And I hope for all those attributes too, in the future when she's an adult, but it doesn't negate the right now, like, you know, no other 15 year olds are having to still hand their mom a pull-up in an emergency, like I need one, right? you know, and things like that. And I mean, it's just, you know, now they're both, you know, young adults or they're, you know, teenagers. And so I'm trying to keep them separate. You know, I'm, tr- I have to make sure I close the bathroom door because she doesn't right. want to see her brother in yeah. a full man mode. You know, it's like, ew. there's just some things that you just have to, I don't know, really, really think through every detail of everything that you're doing. I know so, Ben was yeah. running
1: around here naked and, literally <laughs> said, and he does all the time. <laughs> and she just literally said. And I just realized that like I don't even notice it anymore. <laughs> like that's probably true. Like, maybe I should, but I just like this is like just our norm. And I was like, yeah. I know,
0: right? But you just don't want her to not want kids over, you know, because she we doesn't want to have, have friends over because her little over. brother's gonna run through the house naked when her yeah. friends are there, her boyfriend or whoever or girlfriend, whatever, you know, is over there. It sure'd be embarrassing. So it's like
1: I think that was one of the hardest things too um on our sibling aspect was just because their lives changed. Um some siblings have an older sibling like your you know they don't know anything different. Right. Lily and Lannon did. They did know a different life before severe autism. So um and you know Lannon was young, you know, when Finn was diagnosed. So he just didn't understand. Um and I think he probably feels like Finn stole like Us and Lily from him and things like that, and
0: that's valid. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Well, gosh. Well, on a like a a different turn, a happy turn. What what is Finn like? You, I know you talk about video games a lot. Mm -hmm. Is he really good at games and the controlling and the? It's kind of good for their motor control. So it's like you can't really fault him for loving games. I would love if Skyler would play video games.
1: Yeah, the um, the motor skills. When he did the early intervention testing, that was the only thing he scored high in. I was um, <laughs> like, "Oh, okay." Um, so it took a while, but yeah, he he did finally learn how to navigate the control. And um, he his favorite is Sonic Everything. So Aww. you know, so, so, um, he used to do well. He still does Xbox 360. That's kind of his. And then Landon has an Xbox One. Um, who does not like to share his Xbox One? But we have bought Finn um, some Xbox One games, and now he he plays those also. He navigates the iPad really well and plays games on there too. So um, YouTube, all those things. Um, his favorite thing right now is gummy bear. Oh, and the Alexa. So he discovered Alexa last year. <laughs> oh no! And I mean what better thing in the world can an autistic kid have except for an alexa the alexa does everything you want it to do it's their best like,
0: friend too they it's talk their bad. best friend yeah. so
1: um although it's very funny when he doesn't he doesn't enunciate very well still so um i always like call it the alexa mishaps you know where all of a sudden you know you've got some random song playing that is not appropriate you're like what are you playing you know it's like that's not what he meant to play and so he'll be like ah Alexa you know and then he'll you know try to say it again and I'll be like you have to enunciate that's um like, yeah but he um <clears throat> he dances and sings the gummy bear song and the chicken dance about 80 times an hour <laughs>
0: right now <laughs> so nice I'm not familiar yeah. with gummy bears that, that's that's so, uh, that's a new one for me
1: yeah, so that's that's his favorite. And toys. Um, he'll he play with toys, trains. Um, so he does some pretty good pretend play now, um, which he didn't have always. So that mm-hmm. was a you know skill that he gradually learned how to do, four, five, six. Now now he's actually um like has an imagination about it. And actually it's not all scripts. Some of it's scripts, but some of it you can tell he's using his own imagination, so that's really wonderful to see. Because I think the myth is that kids with autism can't do that, and he can. But yeah. it was something he had to build up to.
0: Now, are you, is he, the only one that's um, homeschooled by you? And and were you doing that before COVID made it everybody a homeschool parent? Before? <laughs> um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I was homeschooling all three of them. I don't recommend it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I had to pull him out of kindergarten. So he did really well. Um, We had half ABA days and then um, half preschool, like a developmental preschool. He did great. And then when we moved him to kindergarten, he had to go to a different school with a different program um, because he can actually do regular classroom work, but Uh he um, is so behavioral that he can't, he could never be mainstreamed or anything, at least not yet. So, um, and they just didn't really want to deal with his behaviors. They put him in a corner and just kind of left him there with headphones on. And, uh, when I found out that I I was sending in some therapists to check in on him and help them and, uh, they didn't really want to, there were like a couple things I tried to give them to do. Like, um, he's very busy. Um, and you know, in kindergarten, if you're handing him a letter sheet that says a, and that's all you're giving him for an hour, like he's got, he does that for fun. Like yeah. he writes letters for fun. He writes words and places for fun all day long. So that isn't what's going to occupy him all day. So I just pulled them. It, it just wasn't working. So, um, so I pulled him, started homeschooling him on my own. So, and then we had therapies, we had ABA and, um, we had in-home and then we had OT and then COVID happened. Um, he was going to a center right before, um, COVID happened and then we haven't, been, we haven't had anything. We had a caregiver. We don't have a caregiver anymore. We have nothing. So it's been really hard. Jeez. We've not at a date. My husband and I haven't had a date since uh, last year in February.
0: I was just going to say, I'd have to go back like 2018, maybe that Josh went somewhere. Right? (laughs) I cannot remember. It's been so long. That was like, just not even just COVID. We just don't have any help. We have no respite, no, nobody to watch him. God forbid an overnight, but even just to go out to dinner, we don't have
1: anybody. No, we, we don't either. And, um, and we had a wonderful person, but even towards the end there, he was starting to get aggressive with her. And so now I just don't know what to do. My husband wants me to get somebody and I'm like, how? And like, we have a hard time handling the aggression. Like how, Uh I I don't, who, like, I don't know. I know. I'm not there
0: yet. Yep. I'm not either. (laughs) And I'm running out of time because he's a full grown man at this point, but I just yeah. worry about the people. And then even if we do go out you. and we find somebody that's they're like, don't worry about it. I, I wore my hair in a ponytail. I'm good. Like, you know, he, he'll be fine, but I panic the entire dinner or movie or whatever we're doing. And I'm like, maybe you should call and check and see if everything's okay. <laughs> like you would with a porn yeah. that you're leaving. The right." with You're constantly <laughs> checking on them. I terrible.
1: wrote an article about that, you know, sitting in a room full of moms, Lily used to perform a lot. And I was sitting in a room full of moms, you know, and I was like, I don't have anything in common with them except for that their kids are performers. But here I am on the phone calling Avery all the time, you know, like, is he okay? Is everything okay? And I was like, no, none of them are doing that, you know? And it's just like, it's so, it's so different. It's hard to,
0: you know, it release is. It is. Once And you get into um, that role. That, that's kind of a good transition. Cause you know, you've mentioned uh, quite a few times in some of your blogs um, and just in conversation that um you, you know, you felt alone on the autism parenting journey yeah. in the early years, especially yeah. after Finn's diagnosis and then I imagine with Landon being diagnosed too, having a couple kids on the spectrum is is a challenge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> more of a challenge than I'm going through I think with with one but um you know, how did you first find the connections that you have um, you know, was it through finding Cooper's voice and how did you feel comfortable to just reach out and try to build a tribe for other moms? So you didn't feel alone.
1: I mean, I think, you know, in the beginning when your whole world is surrounded by autism, you don't, you lose any communication skills to talk about anything else. (laughs) Um, so when you're sitting in front of your friends and I was the play date mom, I mean, I was the mom who went to houses or they came to my house and, um everything changed um and you know once they start having that deer in the headlight look I always call it where they're like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh you know (laughs) it's like you get tired of hearing your own voice talk about autism and um and then I just I think I just kind of like sheltered myself more and more from my friends. I couldn't, and I was busy. I was, now I'm running around from therapy to therapy and, you know, doctor's appointments and all these different things. So we had a busy life anyway, because Lily was in a, in a ton of activities. So I was trying to balance that. We didn't have basketball and then I was balancing all the things autism. So, um, for me, it was, Googling and um, you know going on Facebook and looking for autism support groups, and my first one I remember I asked about ABA and they like shunned me. They were like very <laughs> yep. angry with me.
0: I shouldn't laugh, um, but I mean I know what you're saying. <laughs> oh no, yeah, no,
1: um, they were very mean to me, um, and I I didn't know what ABA was, and I just knew that some people had a negative Um, feeling about it and I wanted to know why because people were talking about it and I wanted to know you know all the things so I could make the right decisions for my son and um it wasn't until I came across Kate um and finding Cooper's voice um and then she just I always joke around it was like she was the voice out of my bluetooth in the morning while I drank (laughs) coffee and did dishes like that was literally it. It's like I woke up to Kate and I was like, oh my God, somebody who understands. And um at the time Finn was, you know, completely nonverbal. So we we I felt like we really did have very similar lives. Um obviously, you know, Finn talks now and you know, things are a little different now, but um, that just led me to joining her support group, Coops Troops, immediately when she started it. And then Um, COVID happened and um, I knew she was busy. I knew she was in the middle of, you know, writing a book. I knew that um, Cooper had lost all services um, and she had a baby, you know, Sawyer and she had a homeschool. And I was just like, do you need any help? And that was really it. Um, Mm -hmm. And then COVID, you know, as awful as it is it brought a lot of us together though, because of Zoom. So um, I went to her and, you know, we discussed about, you know, maybe we should have Zooms. Like, wouldn't that be amazing connecting special needs moms Mm -hmm. face-to-face?
0: Here we are.
1: So, um, yeah, that's, I highly recommend connecting with special needs moms and families and dads and siblings and all Mm -hmm. of it, um, if you can. So, because you just feel less alone. You have to talk to people who understand your story. Yeah. So yeah, we really is, do.
0: It's funny. Cause my husband in the beginning, um, when I started the podcast a uh, year and a half or so ago, he was like, he listened to every episode and not that it, I mean, he cares. He, he loves that I'm doing right. it and all of that, but he, he, you know, he made the point to me. Cause I I've said numerous times, like, man, I just wish we had a couple that lived near us that had a mm-hmm. child in the spectrum too, that we could relate to and we could commiserate with each other and whatever. And he's yes. like, yeah, but you know, like, there's days I don't want to talk about autism at all. Yes, like I just, you know, you can talk about it all day, and you're, you know, I, I'm always learning. So I'm. They I'm would in. be
1: best friends, Lori. Huh? <laughs> they would be best friends because yeah. my husband's the same. Thing.
0: <laughs> you know, I mean, he is the, an amazing dad, and and all of that. I'm definitely not not taking away any of that. But I get his point. You know, I, yeah. I just can't talk about autism all day, like you know you can, and whatever. And um, you know. I, <laughs> I don't know. I just find it funny because I, I thrive off of reaching out to all of the moms. And like you were talking about, I've mentioned on several episodes, how, um, the, the zooms that you guys set up on Coop's troop, there's so many categories as I guess what mm-hmm. I would call them for parents with kids that are adults. Um, yeah which I've really connected with a ton of those yeah, moms and, and it's just so been happy so great. You're doing that. There's just never, there's never a lost amount of time. Your child could be 30 and not a child anymore. And there's moms right. out there that have 30 year olds that you could say, do you remember when before, you know, level two and three and all these things like right. remember what we had and, and all of that. And then you, there's still stages left to go in life. Absolutely. So, you know, we're, we're coming up on the SSI, the guardianship stuff, and I've gotten so much advice and just a wealth of information from those moms that have, that have twenty and twenty-five year olds right. that have already done it. So um, it, it's, I agree with you wholeheartedly that, you know, if your husbands don't want to talk to you every day about it, <laughs> you definitely need to no. find out, find your tribe, and reach out and like, you know, find people that can relate to exactly your situation, you know, ages and everything.
1: Well, he didn't even want to, I used to tell him, you know, I really think once we, you know, had the dad's group, I said, I really think that you should connect with the dads. And I I just think it'll be life-changing for you. And he's like, Mm -hmm. I'm not you, you know? And I was like, but I really (laughs) like, just try for me, you know? And once he did, he's like, hate when you write. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and, um, you know, he doesn't have to be best friends with them, but just telling your stories and then I always call it the special needs like nod. When you're like in front of somebody and you're nodding your head like yep, yep, you understand. instead of your other friends, which it doesn't mean that they're bad people or anything, mm-hmm. but they've got that deer in the head like like I don't know what to say to her. like am I sympathetic? Do I say I'm sorry? Do I nobody even knows what to say and that's not their fault either. Yeah. Um, and so it's just different when you connect with people who get it because, they nod in agreement and they're like,
0: me too.
1: <laughs> so, yeah,
0: um, and it's validating. That so. was the driving force to me writing my book because yeah. all the moms that have reached out and dads, some dads that said they nodded the entire time they were reading. Yeah. But then all of my friends that I grew up with and that don't have special needs children or whatever, they were like, oh my gosh, I didn't know right. that. I didn't know this story. I didn't know you had to deal with this. And I just hope it's an education for people who don't live this every single day. Absolutely, There are no dumb questions. I would rather you ask me stuff and talk to me about it instead of, you know, me feeling like I need to say to you how, when you ask how I'm doing, I'm fine because yeah. I just can't go beyond fine with you because you don't really want to hear it anyway. So right, it's like. I mean, I
1: have a "ask me about autism" button that I walk around with really and I'm out, and um, I'm all about. I mean, we're already educating them just by going out in the world. That's just right, a given. Um, so what they see, I want them to know what they're looking at. Like this yeah. is what autism looks like. My son was kicking my husband in the mall yesterday because he couldn't go somewhere, and you could hear the whispers, and it was like I just want to turn around and be like he has autism, but then I hate like feeling like I have to explain it too. So I get, I'm at, I'm like really at this, I don't know, crossroads of my life. Do I want to keep telling people? Do I want to keep explaining it? Do I want to keep wearing t-shirts? You know, I don't know. So, but I always feel like awareness builds to acceptance. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I just don't think we're going to get anywhere and, um, get the rights for disabilities the way
0: that we need them, unless we just keep screaming from the rooftops. Yep. That's so, my mission. I know, you know. I mean, we need more than just the month of April. I think, uh, I think yeah. we're there blue and that's great, but then it just goes yeah, back to Yeah. Autism is cause. all year round. Yep. <laughs> we don't get to walk away 11 other months. So no, uh, not yeah, not I, well, I definitely, obviously we agree that it's a very crazy life that we live. Um, I want to make sure that I take the time to ask you about self-care. Um, you have three kids homeschooling one um well obviously covid is is causing more drama with that but um and you know your kids aren't old i mean they they're young enough they still need every single minute of your attention throughout the day as well plus you have a hectic work schedule and everything else that you're doing how do you take time away from everybody and do something for yourself and if you do what is it that you do
1: so unfortunately and i and i talk about this Like, you have to split up. You have, you know, my husband has to take the kids if I'm ever Uh going to get out. And I mean, like most moms, not just special needs moms, Mm -hmm. my self care just might be a trip to Target and some Starbucks.
0: Hey, Target, don't (laughs) underestimate the the joy of Target.
1: (laughs) Right. I love it.
0: (laughs) Um, But I've
1: learned. to control the controllable, so I can't control a lot of things that Finn does. So I try to control the controllable. So I can control if I want to get up early and clean the house a little bit earlier, so that you know I can have a cup of coffee. I can read a chapter of a book. I can listen to a podcast. Um, you know, I I can do something for myself. I can exercise. Um, you know, I have to schedule a lot of things. You know, coops troops related and things like that with my husband around my husband. Um, you know. I always try to schedule, you know, one day with Lily and one day with Landon a week, you know, even if it's a couple hours, you know. I love that. Let's, let's watch something together. Um, for a long time, Finn didn't sleep like ever. Um, his normal bedtime was 4 a.m. for th- almost three and a half years. So um it was very, very challenging. And um, you know, so a lot of times like Finn will go to sleep and then I'll spend time with Landon. Like that's plan, We let Landon you. You do whatever you have to do in your family to make allowances. So if Landon has to stay up because that means he gets mom time or dad time, great. That's fine. Like we just we just manage it that way. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we pick a special show or something like that um, to do. Matt usually will take um, Landon to like stop and play video games, something. Um, you know, Lily's interested in her own thing. So, you know, whatever they're interested in, we just try to show interest in too and spend some time with them. Self-care for me is spending time with some of my other kids too. So um, I don't, I always feel like as a parent, you're always managing your kids. Mm -hmm. I'm like, my husband will be like, you spend all day with them. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like (laughs) I manage them all day. That's not quality
0: time. (laughs) I don't
1: spend time, right? Like you understand what that means. And um, I'm always, kind of jealous because he actually gets to take them out all the time and like go somewhere and get out and take them somewhere fun and i'm always like it's not
0: me he's the I'm fun sure. parent <laughs> kind of yeah
1: <laughs> if that makes sense so.
0: yes forcing them to do their work and forcing them to eat and forcing them to change their clothes and well that's not like quality time that's, that's like being a dictator
1: homeschooling is not spending time with them like <laughs>
0: Man, I commend you for that. I could not homeschool either of my kids, let alone, I mean, oh, Shannon and yikes. Lily were harder than Finn, believe it or not. So. Thank God Kendall's like really smart and she's in high school and I couldn't do any of her work, even if she asked me to help her during the time that she was in quarantine or whatever. <laughs> I could
1: really smart too, but she just doesn't, she doesn't learn very well online. Um, you know, kids, they, you know, people take in information differently,
0: so mm-hmm. Well, last question for you, so I don't take up too much of your crazy time, crazy mom time. Um, if you could go back to when Finn was diagnosed, you know, not that too long ago for you, but just before yeah. autism really entered your life and into your world, what advice would you give yourself or to anyone that's just getting started on this journey?
1: One of the things that I've learned that I think is my key lesson in all in this entire journey um, is when they hand you that blue folder and they tell you that your kid has autism. Know that that diagnosis is not just for your kid that it's almost like for your entire family. Um, Because it truly affects, it's going to affect your marriage, it's going to affect your, if you have other kids, sibling relationships, um, your relationships with your other kids, and just their life in general. So I always recommend marriage counseling right off the bat. It doesn't mean that anything is wrong necessarily, but, um, a marriage counselor can help you communicate. I remember, you know, I had to be my son's or my husband's teacher. Um, you know, I would be in all the therapies and then he'd come home after a long day of two jobs. And then I'd be like, no, you're not doing that right. You have to do it this way. And he couldn't just parent his kid. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know, no, you have, you have to do it this way. No, no. The therapist says this way, you know? And we all had to be consistent. So um, that, and then get your kids into a family counseling. So um, start talking about it. I wish, I, in hindsight, I wish we started the second we heard the word autism. So um, I think that we would have been better off. Um, but you know, can't can't go back. So um, I always recommend that. Um, I always say shatter the nevers, all those people that tell you never, including your spouse or anybody, just shatter them. Just write a list and just be like, yeah, no. Start checking gonna, them all off. As we're, gonna, they we're gonna start them. <laughs> checking them off. Um, just don't believe in it, you know, or or don't let them give you timelines, you know, don't let them say, Oh, well, if they're not talking by four, then they're never gonna be, you know, able to do this and that or Um, I mean, my husband used to say, he's never going to talk. He's never going to throw a ball. He's never like, he's, he's done so many things. So, Mm -hmm. um, just don't buy into that. Have hope, um, live life with gratitude, you know, put gratitude in your attitude, whatever. Um, because literally you're going to have hard days no matter what, but there is so much beauty and there's so much beauty in the way that your kid communicates with you differently if you choose to see it. So, um, I've just chosen to see it, um, there's you know and it's okay to go down the rabbit hole just don't stay there you know you can right. you know definitely you're going to have your feelings um, and talk about them you know and find a support group you know come support yeah. groups or you know go find somebody or you know reach out to somebody local if there's somebody local that'd be amazing if there is mm-hmm. um, but definitely find you know your tribe find other parents like you um and let go of the why you know the the why isn't going to change your kid the why isn't going to change it, it's not going to help your kids so just let it go I know it's hard to but um you know focus on just helping your child on helping your family
0: yeah and all these and things the don't self. happen overnight it takes years no, to get years to the letting go of the why and to be you know okay with and and to look for things in your child that they're doing like you like you said you know use their communication style and and grow from it I mean I didn't always start out an open book and I didn't always start out trying to find the silver lining in every situation like I feel like I am now but I've been at this a long time he's almost 18 and I'm here to say that I'm still learning every single day and that's the point of the podcast is if you're listening to this podcast, you clearly, um, you know, enjoy the interaction and learning from other <clears throat> parents and families experiences. Uh-huh. So reach out, take one step further and reach out to so anybody much. that's been a guest on my show. Reach out to me. I'll tell you anything. I don't hold back. Me <laughs> I either. promise. So you have a friend and me and all of the people that have been on the show because they wouldn't have been on if they weren't willing to share. So yeah.
1: And get into your kid's world.
0: Um, They have a lot
1: to show you. Um, and instead of always trying to pull, you know, I don't know if Finn would still be more in his world, if we wouldn't have joined him in his, but I mean, mm-hmm. that was, you know, one of the first things that our therapist said to us is this isn't about speaking. This is about communication. And this is about getting into his world so that he wants to join us in ours. And I'm, that's cool. I love that, that statement. Mind-blowing. Um, and I think when people tell you the right things from the get-go, your mindset, I, I think I was really blessed because I had a lot of good teachers in the beginning helping me um, help him, so, so to speak. So, and um, I mean, I was, you know, down on the ground, rolling around, spinning, hanging upside down. <laughs> Whatever he did, I did. And eventually he looked over and was like, Oh, you're doing that with me. Um,
0: Well, if I start seeing you posting videos of banging on doors right next to Finn, I'm going to have to come down and check on you. (laughs) Your husband will be like, nope, we're not mimicking that behavior. I don't care. (laughs) Oh my Uh, gosh. (laughs) Believe
1: believe me. I've been there like sometimes, like I get, I get right down with him and I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, Okay.
0: I'm just as delirious at times with Skyler. I'll bang on the table right next to him. And he laughs. He thinks it's so funny. So I'm like, all right, well, if I can get a giggle out of you, then it's worth it. It is worth it.
1: Absolutely.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much for your candor and like always sharing. Um, I will link up your your handles for people to reach out to you on Instagram and Facebook. Um, Three Little Birds, right? Is your... Um, And you have a couple different variations of that, that I'll post up um, for Instagram and for Facebook. And that's your blog also, right? Three Mm -hmm, Little Birds is the name of your blog.
1: Yep. Three Little Birds Raising Kids on the Autism Spectrum.
0: Perfect. Well, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Oh,
1: thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. This was lovely.
0: Yeah. And I'll be talking to you on the daily. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right. Take care. You too. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of living the sky life and we'll tune in for the next episode coming soon if you haven't already please subscribe to the living the sky life podcast within apple podcast spotify and google play so you'll receive alerts when new episodes are released subscribing is the best way to ensure you don't miss a single episode if you like what you hear be sure to select the five star rating provide feedback and share living the sky life with others thanks again for listening